Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. James was head of the church. Now he was the chief pastor of the church at Jerusalem, and yet he's called an apostle. Now why would he be called an apostle? Because he is sent to do that. You see, if a man is sent to a church to start a church, he's an apostle. Amen. Does that make him somebody big? No. Does that make him somebody great? No. That just puts responsibility on him to fulfill the call. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we're beginning a new series for this week by Kenneth E. Hagen from the archives. Stay tuned for the series, The Gifts and the Callings of God. Stay with us. This will be a great time of teaching from God's Word. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this month's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Brother Hagen's message. Now, if you have your Bibles, you could open them to Romans 11th chapter. Here's the text that the Lord's been dealing with me about. Romans, the 11th chapter, the 29th verse. The 29th verse says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Amen. That means God doesn't change his mind. If he called you, that call's still there, whether you obeyed or whether you didn't. Amen. And if he gave you a gift, if he gifted you along a certain line to minister, that gift's still there. Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that's in you, which was given thee by the laying on of my hands. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now, there are two things especially. You see, in one sense of the word, we're all called to preach. Preach means to proclaim or to tell. We're all supposed to tell the good news. We're all supposed to tell the story. We're all supposed to witness to others. Now, there are certain pulpit ministries, gifts. Remember what it said in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, when Christ ascended on high? He led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now, what are these gifts that he gave? It goes on to tell you he gave some apostles and some prophets. And then he went, he talks about uh, the evangelist and the pastor and the teacher. Thank God for these five ministry gifts. Amen. And if you're called to full-time ministry, now you understand that, like I said, every one of us is called to preach. Every one of us is called to tell the story. Amen. But then there are these special ministry gifts. Praise God. Now, notice the 13th chapter of, of Acts. Very first verse. Now, there were in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, such as... Lists the names of five men, begins with Barnabas and ends with Saul, who became Paul the apostle. Now notice that these men are either an, a, a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. You can stand in two offices. Now by reading previous chapters and verses in the Acts, I'm prone to believe that Barnabas was just a teacher. But Paul was a prophet and a teacher. Neither one of them are called apostles. They're called a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. Now then, as they, go on reading read the second verse now, as they ministered to the Lord 
the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Now notice that both of them's in the ministry. They're either a prophet or a teacher or a prophet and a teacher. And yet they haven't got into the full calling yet of God. Amen? Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. So then they fasted and laid their hands upon them. So notice what it said. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed and went on what we call the first missionary journey. Now turn right on over to the 14th chapter of Acts. I believe it's about the 14th verse. Anyway, you'll find it. Now, notice on this first journey, it says, Now when the apostles, Barnabas and Saul, now Barnabas is called an apostle, well, it's Saul. Apostles, the Greek word translated apostle means a sent one. People said, well, we got apostles yet. We got people everywhere that sent. Amen. And it'd be scriptural and right to call them that. We don't necessarily. But right on the other hand, it's not necessary as long as folks are obeying the call. You could take any kind of empty can and put a name on it, but that wouldn't make it anything. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Now, notice that they are sent one to the Gentiles. Now, backing up just a little bit here, and you know, I, I'm going in turn a different direction. I didn't even know I had this. <laughs> but back up just a little bit, you know, there in Acts, you remember this, that the early church, Paul, in fact, tells us the first chapter of Galatians about his conversion, and then that he went into Arabia, and then that he returned into Damascus, and abode there three years. And after three years, he said, I went up to Jerusalem. He went up to compare, we might say, and to talk to the apostles. And he said, I abode with Peter for a fortnight or two weeks. I saw none of the other apostles. Now notice this. None of the other apostles save James, the Lord's brother. Now, if you're a student of history, James, the Lord's brother, did not believe on him when he was here in the flesh. It stated, handed down to us, that Jesus appeared to him after his resurrection in a vision. And James began to believe on him. James was head of the church. Now, he was the chief pastor of the church at Jerusalem, and yet he's called an apostle. Now, why would he be called an apostle? Because he is sent to do that. You see, if a man is sent to a church to start a church, he's an apostle. Amen. Does that make him somebody big? No. Does that make him somebody great? No. That just puts responsibility on him to fulfill the call. Now, notice what Paul said writing to Timothy, both in 1 Timothy and in 2 Timothy. Notice that Paul said in one of them, I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher to the Gentiles. Now, see, he's not an apostle to anybody else. Amen? Only difference of two verses. One of them, he said, I'm appointed. The other said, I'm ordained. A preacher first. You always notice he puts preaching first. Preaching always comes first. I'm a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher 
to the Gentiles. That was his call. Amen. God didn't go back on the call. A person might not be faithful to the call, but the call's still there anyway. Amen. So this all obey God, what do you say? Now, you know, once you get saved yourself, you have such a desire to see other people saved. Amen. Until you think, well, maybe God called me to be an evangelist. And so I thought God called me to be an evangelist. I had such a burden to win the lost, get people saved. Amen. I preach, you know, start preaching when I was 17. Wherever the door open, amen, I'm there to fill it. Praise God. And so I, uh, another minister and I held a revival meeting out in the country, 1936. More people lived in the country than they did in town. They've all moved to town since then. And so we had an open-air meeting out there beside one of the general stores in the country. And then these folks, a number got saved. A number of them were already Christians in the community. There's no church in the community. They wanted to start a church. And so there's an empty building there, and the man said, we could have it free of charge just set there. So we fixed it up. And I, I would go out and preach on Sunday. They wanted me to pastor. I said, oh, no, I'm not a pastor. And so I kept preaching there, going out on Sunday and having Sunday services. And so finally, no other door was open. So I said, well, okay, I'll just be pastor. So I started pastoring at 18. By the next Sunday, I was 19 years old. Amen. And so then I pastored for nearly 12 years. And uh, actually, I, I, I like to be exact. I don't like to exaggerate. Eleven years and nine months, to be exact. Amen. And the last church I pastored was the best church that I'd pastored. And I'd pastored about five of them through this eleven years and nine months period. And, and uh, you know, best parsonage. We, we were the most comfortable. Family was the most comfortable. We were the best cared for. We had the best income we'd had in 10 years of marriage. And, uh, you know, just every reason in the world, just to be church, just going fine, doing well. And uh, we had doubled in Sunday school and then tripled. Uh, and every reason in the world. And yet I felt dissatisfied. I sort of likened it to washing your feet with your socks on. You know, you, you don't feel right. Something's wrong. So in the winter of 1947-1948, I began to uh, spend some extra time in prayer. And uh, pastors right next door to the church. I'd run in the side door of the church and prayed over several things. But one thing was this, why, why, what's wrong with me? You know, uh, you know, I'd sort of tap myself on the head, you know. Something must be wrong up there. I mean, you already, I mean, this is the best church you've ever pastored. Folks are getting saved. Folks are getting filled with the Spirit. People are being healed. We're being blessed. We've got more people than they've ever had in the history of the church. Because I went back and checked all the records. Uh, the church is about, uh, oh, what, 19, 20 years old. And we, we got more money than they've ever had in the history of the church. <laughs> and I've got more, and everything's lovely. Why? What's wrong with me? And I kept praying, and after a while, after two or three months, the Lord said to me, 
The problem is that I never did call you to pastor to begin with. That's not your calling. See, I'm still talking about the gifts and callings of God. That's not your calling. Now, I permitted you to do so. Now, see, folks here, you make a statement like that. You can take statements out of context and make somebody say something they didn't say. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have some books that will help you in being success in your life. And if you just accepted Christ as your Savior, these will help you to fulfill your destiny right. in life. And also, you know, we got graduations coming up. How to fulfill your divine destiny, biblical principles for accomplishing God's plan for your life. And then my book, and this is what I live by, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. If you won't quit, you'll come out on top. That's and right. And then my dad has a CD series called The Gifts and Callings of God. And of course, dad has gone home to be with the Lord now, but we still have his ministry on CD. Yes. This is a really good series. So all three of these together is really a $47.90 retail value. Mm -hmm. That's right. But because we want to get them yes. into your hands so that they can help you, we're giving them at thirty-four ninety-five. That is that's almost almost a thirteen dollars yeah, saving. Twelve ninety-five. That's, that's so right. Five cents for being that's a thirteen dollars right. saving. Call now one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. That's one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.